0: Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us all here today for our Congregation at Prayer. The Congregation at Prayer comes to you each morning at, what time is it? Uh, Nine (laughs) o'clock in the morning. And uh, we consider uh, either continuous readings from God's Word, or in the case of what we're doing right now, we're looking at a part of the Catechism, and hearing from God's word, how it informs our understanding and as our confession there in the catechism. Uh, Yes, thanks, Eileen. We sang this hymn at the end of the school day back in the 50s. Um, I wish we sang more of the the end-of-the-day hymns, but we don't really gather that much at the end of the day, Uh, (laughs) for church at least, and maybe for school.
1: Um, Maybe that will come back at some point. We'll see. All right. Let's get our devotion up on the screen, and then we'll be ready to go.
0: He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of
1: sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. say our memory verse for this week. Come, now, and let
0: us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1, verse 18. Our psalm this week is Psalm 107, beginning, well, in verse 1, all the way through verse 16. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. And gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them away, or led them by a straight way, till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons. For they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men. For he shatters the doors of bronze, and cuts in two the bars of iron. Glory be to the
1: Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from 2 Timothy chapter 4.
0: I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word.
1: Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the
0: time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will keep up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables.
1: But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. All right. so here, of course, uh, we have St. Paul speaking
0: to Timothy about our understanding of the office of the holy ministry, the pastoral office. And you see it quite explicitly described here. And of course you see that there are those who are opposed to the pastoral office as Jesus has set it up. And they are marked very clearly by not preaching sound doctrine, but rather whatever itching ears want to hear. And you'll find no end of people who are seeking, searching or a pastor who will finally tell them what they want to hear. Uh, And unfortunately, the pastor is often given to say things that you don't want to hear, whether it's the law, or even that you're saved freely uh, for Christ's sake. It's not a message that everybody wants to hear. Actually, most people don't. Um, They'd rather try to find ways to save themselves, rather than be entirely dependent upon another, namely the Son of God, to do it for them. So, uh, yes, they turn aside to fables, to imaginations. Um, and not always under the guise of church. This is important too. Not every preacher claims to be a preacher, and yet they preach, right? Um, so we have the the preachers of COVID, for example, you know, who preach truth, what they claim to be truth, which are really fables, um, imaginations of their own heart. Uh, maybe well intentioned, but still um, not actually based upon empirical data. For example, so do this, do this, do this, and you'll be saved. And it turns out that these things are ineffective or barely effective at all, right? Do this or do that, and you'll be saved. And it turns out that those things, actually, some of those things are destructive, um, not only to your personal autonomy, but even um, to, your, to your own genetic makeup. So, uh, watch out for false preachers who tell you what you want to hear, which is salvation apart from Christ, um, or that you can save yourself or you can avoid
1: death by anything other than Jesus, because that is false doctrine. (laughs) All right, Uh, and then we, we look at the sending of the 12 from Matthew, chapters 9 and 10. Then
0: Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now, the names of the twelve apostles are these. First Simon, who was called, is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Labaius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve G- Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, "Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter." a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now, Whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you find out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment, and for that city. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. Beware, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils, and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But, when they deliver you up, do not worry about how you, will, or how you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak.
1: For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. All right. So, some catechesis on this text. Uh, what was Jesus
0: doing? What's the context? Very similar to what we heard yesterday. He's preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom, um, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. See that all there in verse
1: 35. All right. Uh, What did he observe about the people, though? He was moved with compassion for them,
0: for they were weary and scattered like sheep without a shepherd. Um, By the way, Having a conversation this morning uh, with another pastor, and this word compassion. um, The opposite of compassion is envy. All right. So envy is when you desire what is not yours and what others have. When you envy someone, you presume that you um, have less, that you are poor and they are rich. To have compassion on someone requires you to to view yourself or to understand yourself as being rich and they being uh, the poor. So here, Jesus has compassion for them. Why? Because he has much to give. He understands that he he has come to give, not that he is poor, but that he is rich and abundant um, in mercy. Right? Okay. So that's where compassion comes from. And and a lot of times it's not actually um, based upon reality, but for us uh, it needs to be based upon uh, our perception. Um, you know, there's very few of us that are in a position of true poverty.
1: Um, not in the uh, government's estimation, but rather uh, in terms of actual need. Alright. Yeah, like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, when was this spoken about in the prophets? This whole language of sheep and shepherds.
0: There's, a, there's occasional texts in, in various prophets, but probably the predominant one um, is in Ezekiel chapter 34.
1: I don't want to read the whole thing, Um, but we'll read the part about not the false shepherds, but the true shepherd.
0: For thus says the Lord God, indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep. So I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold, and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what is lost, and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong, and feed them in judgment, etc. So, Ezekiel 34, uh, go check out that chapter. Um, then, he's, then he switches analogy, right? I mean, he speaks of the harvest. What, what is the harvest? This is the harvest of,
1: yes, those uh, who in the midst of the world will believe the gospel of the elect, if you, if you like. For what does Jesus ask us to pray? Verse 38. Yeah, to, to pray for apostles and preachers of the gospel um, who are like them, right? Laborers to gather, gather them in. What authority does
0: Jesus give to the disciples? We've talked about this before. New King James translates it as power here in verse 1. Um, the word is exousia in Greek, which, which is better translated almost always as authority. Um, power Uh, is usually uh, dynamos or dunamis, from which we get dynamite. But this is is exousia here in verse 1. Authority. The authority he gives is to cast out demons, unclean spirits, heal all kinds of sickness and disease, right? That's his authority, and then he uh, exercises that authority by way of his disciples, right? So it's not their authority, it's the authority that they've been given by him who has the authority, inherently. All
1: right, he gave it to the twelve. Uh, where did Jesus tell his disciples not to go? This is interesting. And he tells them, don't go in the way of the Gentiles or in the cities of the Samaritans. Why do you think he said that? Well, he tells you, right? He says, at this point, in Matthew chapter 9, to, and this is
0: actually chapter 10, to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now the question is, this is his command now, does this change in Matthew's gospel? Yes it does, Matthew 28, right? When he sends them out to go um, to all nations baptizing in, my, in his name and teaching his word, right? So um, here at this point it's first to Israel and then to the Gentile, then to the rest of the world. It's just the ordering of things. It's not a uh, a qualitative difference. Uh, What were they to preach? This message sounds familiar. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who else preached that message? You can go back to Matthew chapter 3, and you meet a character named John the Baptist. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then chapter 4, Jesus comes preaching the same message.
1: Uh,
0: What does this last expression here in verse 8 mean
1: freely you have received, freely give. Well, this is connected uh, to the message that will be in the next paragraph regards to peace. Here we're talking about
0: giving, or rather um, forgiveness of sins, right? So the disciples had freely received forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name and they were to freely bestow it upon others through their preaching and teaching, right? This is why the whole money conversation um, is not only secondary, but but he wants it to be completely outside the picture, right? Um, now, it, it's true that a Christian congregation uh, has the duty to care for their pastor, no doubt, right? A worker is worthy of his food, as it says here in the next thing. A worker is worthy of his food. But his point is, is that the, the providence, the providing for um, their work will come as a fruit of the gospel that they preach. You see, not under obligation or duty, but rather as a, um, in thanksgiving, for the message they preach. Um, this is why, yeah, I don't like to, uh, actually, I, I never do this, as uh, pre- preach the idea that you put money in the plate is to somehow to please God or to meet some kind of obligation or duty. Um, you put money in the plate um, because you are, you are thankful. The message that you receive,
1: and you want that work to continue not only for yourself but for others. A matter of fact, I think I said that in the sermon on Sunday. All right, um,
0: the worker is worthy of his of his food. This this word worthy, um, that's an interesting interesting word because it comes up right again in the next sentence. Right now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out.
1: What is what is a worthy or deserving person? All right. All right. So the the worth or the deserving of um, the of the disciple to be cared for
0: is dependent upon them preaching um, and the people hearing the words of God. So a worthy person um, who receives is one who hears and believes the word of God. This is right away in verses thirteen and fourteen. If a household is worthy, he just says it. It tells you, "Let your peace come upon it." If they'll receive your preaching. Then give them your give them peace in my name, right? The forgiveness of sins. But if they are not worthy, that is, if they will not hear, then let then keep your peace with you. Move on, right? Whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, there it is. When you depart that house or uh, the city, shake the dust off your feet. All right? Yeah, that's the sign. The shaking off of the dust of the feet is the sign to give when the word was rejected. Uh, it's interesting. I have.
1: I have a very
0: memorable experience uh, in one of my, in my previous congregation, where at one point somebody said, um, when they, they were uh, encouraging me to leave the congregation, uh, mostly because they, they said they couldn't pay me, um, is that they said, Pastor, you just need to shake the dust off your feet and leave. And I remember saying something to the effect of, you don't know what you just asked. Because the word, you know, this word to shake the dust off the feet is actually a sign of judgment that they refuse to hear the word. It's not about whether or not they can pay me or not. It's rather, they actually said to me, we don't want to hear what you're preaching anymore. Which is pretty incredible, isn't it? Little did you know what you were saying. All right. Uh, What's the significance of the sign, shaking the dust off your feet? So I think feet, Old Testament, two things, right? Um, Genesis 3, verse 15. That uh, um, the judgment uh, against Satan was that he he would eat the dust uh, to which men return, right? On on your belly you shall go and eat dust, right? Um, But also, uh, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, right? So we have that text. Am I thinking there's another text maybe? Let me look here. Isaiah 52, the servant song. Yeah, that's how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Of course, those who um, then do not believe the message that is brought by those feet, they will return to the dust and be devoured by Satan. Right? That's the picture there in Genesis 3. So how serious, <laughs> how serious according to Jesus, is
1: rejecting the word um, that is preached by his disciples? It says actually here in verse 15, right? Assuredly, I say to you,
0: it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. More tolerable, right? Why? Which commandment is he dealing with here? The hearing of God's word is attached to the third commandment, right? All right. And then to further illustrate this, he switches a metaphor again, right? I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Now, who are the wolves? Just think of the context now, everything we've been talking about. Yeah, the wolves are the, those other men who try to destroy the preaching of the gospel, to devour the sheep, right? Why are
1: these disciples, Jesus says, to be as, yeah, here it is, beware of men. Um, why are they to be,
0: where is it, wise as serpents and harmless as doves, in verse 16.
1: What is he talking about there? Why, what is it to be shrewd as a, as a snake? well you you need to know your enemy's attack. you need to know your enemy's strategy That's the only way you can actually
0: uh, rebuke it or re- uh, rebut it or re- refuse it or deny it right is to know to know the attack right so since if since we do battle with the demonic, with the serpent uh, wh- who likes to devour with crafty words, we do well to understand what those words are right and then to warn uh, the people against their words
1: um why are they well Actually, one more thing on that. Later on in Matthew, Matthew twenty-three.
0: This is he's talking to the um, the Pharisees and scribes. Serpents, brood of vipers! How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. So you see how Jesus reflects upon that um, later on in Matthew twenty-three. In Jerusalem during Holy Week.
1: Um, How about this expression, then, harmless as doves? What's he getting after there? What do we know about doves? Of course the doves, dove is a sign of peace, right? To be harmless, um, you you might say content,
0: right? To be content in the righteousness of their baptism. Remember the Spirit descended upon Jesus uh, with the sign of the dove and the Spirit then has been given to us in our baptism, right? So to be content with the righteousness that he gives, right? But also recognize the enemy's attack
1: and his strategy. Of course then, as, as he says here, and as we heard from Matthew 23, right?
0: Against whom do the disciples need to be on guard? The same ones Jesus calls serpents, right? Beware of men who deliver you up to councils and scourge you in the synagogues. This is the men of their own religion um, and the rulers of this age.
1: Why do men do these things to them? What does he say here? To offer up service to God, right? To
0: offer up service to God, they think that they are doing God a service by offering them up. Why don't
1: they have to worry about defending themselves, these disciples and later apostles? What does he say here? When they deliver you up, don't worry about what you will speak, for here it is, for you, for
0: it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak, for it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks to you. The Spirit of the Father in heaven will speak in them and through them. Of course, then what do we learn about the office of the ministry? Uh, we skipped a few verses here, in verse 40. Again, this is why it's dangerous to deny the preaching of God's word by the one whom he has sent, because... By receiving the one whom he has sent, that is to hear um, his word and, and, and consider it and take it to heart, to examine it uh, in its truthfulness, to receive the preacher of the gospel, is to receive Jesus, right?
1: receive me, and to receive Jesus, of course, is to receive the one who sent him, who is God the Father. All right, meditation on this text. The church is always in need of shepherds, that is, pastors, to
0: proclaim the kingdom of heaven. Christ instituted the office of the holy ministry to provide workers in the harvest field of the world. Christians will always seek out and call faithful pastors to proclaim the word of God among them. It is not to this office, nor to, or not to the persons, that Christ has given the authority to forgive sins and free men from the chains of death. It's to the office, not to the person. That's key. This is the only authority of this office. I'll say that again. This is the only authority of the pastoral office to forgive sins of repentant sinners and to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. That's it. It is a grave sin to turn one's back on the preaching of the gospel. For Christ promises that those who hear the preacher of the gospel are hearing the voice of Christ himself.
1: Indeed, the church is simply all those who hear the voice of the good shepherd in the office of the holy ministry and follow him. Yeah, so um, i reminded then of Luther's famous statement, even an eight-year-old
0: knows uh, what the church is. Sheep following the voice of their shepherd, right? Simply, that's the best definition of the church. Sheep listening to their shepherd. Uh, compassion being the opposite of envy. Yeah, it has to do, uh, again, there's a comment here on Facebook, it has to do, again, with understanding yourself as either um, being rich or poor. Might be another way of saying it. Um, having abundance versus having lack, right? And over and over and over through the scriptures, um, God is, is constantly turning people away from really what is this, a sinful rebellion in saying that God has not provided, God has not given. Think about all the grumbling in the wilderness about food and bread, right? And then God provides, and yet they still complain. Um, but think also of the petition in the Lord's Prayer, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Why do we pray for daily bread? Not because we don't receive it. He gives daily bread to everyone, even without our prayers, right? But rather that we would um, believe that he does provide us everything needed for body and life. And actually for soul, too, right? The bread from heaven, his word. Um, So the problem isn't with God, it's with us. (laughs) As I said in the sermon on Sunday, right? And so um, if you find yourself in a position where you're unable to have compassion on someone who has need, um, examine your own heart um, and recognize if God has put someone there who is in need, then he's also provided you the means to, pro- to give to them. All right. That, that's the basic presumption. <laughs> if, if there is someone in need and, and they're in proximity to you, then you have the means to provide for them. That's what faith says. All right. Um,
1: and the, of course this will drive you crazy, because you'll keep giving away,
0: and then uh, if God keeps
1: putting people in your path, he'll keep providing for you. Hmm. It's all about the mindset here. Do you see yourself as being rich or poor? All right, very good. Speaking of the office of the ministry, uh, let's confess the office of the keys. The office of the, or what is the office of the keys? The
0: office of the keys is that special authority which Christ has given to his church on earth to forgive the sins of repentant sinners, but to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant, excuse me, as long as they do not repent. Where is this written? This is what St. John the Evangelist writes in chapter 20. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What do you believe according to these words? I believe that when the called ministers of Christ deal with us by his divine command, in particular, when they exclude openly unrepentant sinners from the Christian congregation, and absolve those who repent of their sins and want to do
1: better, that this is just as valid and certain even in heaven as if Christ our dear Lord dealt with us himself. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus, you gave the gift of the Holy
0: Spirit to your disciples and promised that if they forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven, and if they do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Grant us to believe your promise so that we receive the ministry of our pastors in repentant faith, and with the confidence that they
1: are speaking on your behalf and for the sake of our soul's salvation. In your holy name we pray. Amen. On this Tuesday, we pray for
0: deliverance against all temptation and evil. Pray for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. Pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. Pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule. Pray for all women with child, especially Anne, and all mothers with infant children, increasing happiness in their blessings. Pray the Lord defend all widows and orphans and provide for them. We pray for those who are ill, Marcella, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Timothy, Sandy, Linda, and Ken, Aaron and Penny. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. We pray for Sheboygan Lutheran High School and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach.
1: For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray a collect for this week. O God, the
0: strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully grant that by your power we may be defended from all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives
1: and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
0: that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen sing our hymn for today, for this week, As Surely As I Live, God Said. Let's do um, the stanzas that we are to memorize, stanza 5 through 8.
2: Which absolution give are his who died that we might live. The minister whom Christ has sent is but his humble instrument. When ministers lay on their hands absolved by Christ, the sinners stands the word believes The purchase of his blood receives All praise to you, O Christ, shall be For absolution, full and free In which you show your richest grace From false indulgence guard our race. Praise God the Father
0: Very good. Glad to have you all with us. Thanks for checking in, Lori, Donna, Gloria, Eileen, Gus. Uh, Don's there, Michael's there, Tim's there. Good. It's good to have you all um, learning about the Office of the Keys and the Office of the Ministry, which Christ has instituted to uh, exercise those keys for your benefit and your blessing. You're welcome, Don. Thanks for the thanks there. Um, Just to let you know, I'm sure because I mentioned it yesterday, uh, The ultrasound uh, came back. Everything was peachy. <laughs> Just right within the, the right uh, place. Baby's healthy. Uh, Anne's ready. Baby's healthy. But, you know, you have to wait. So this is not unprecedented for us. Uh, our daughter, um, Elsie. Yeah, Elsie was, I think, two weeks, maybe 13 days, 15 days. I can't remember. Uh, I remember she kept uh, taking her sweet time. So maybe we have another child like uh, Elsie who... Uh, goes her own way and does her own thing and takes her sweet time, which is just fine too. So, uh, yeah, be patient. We'll be there. Um, it does mean that I'm I'm kind of like constantly, especially since we're a, a week past due date, just constantly in uh, limbo. Um, I don't want to schedule too much because I don't want to uh, be pulled away from it. So, uh, everything that's scheduled is something that I can skip out on if I need to. Uh, so, if I'm not here uh, on a at, in the morning at nine a.m., you know what's happening, or tomorrow evening at seven p.m. for um, for our prayer, you'll know what's happening. So <laughs> just keep an eye out. I you know, have no sign. I have no idea. I was predicting today on Sunday, but, you know, uh, only the Lord knows here. So very good. Uh, good to have you all again with us. And the Lord bless you and keep you
1: and give you his peace today and always. See ya.